This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. episode of our three-part year-end review series for 2022. I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. And I'm Alice Dempster. Yesterday, Alice, we took a look back at the year that was in world news. Check that out if you haven't had a listen already. And today, it's all things Aussie. Twenty twenty-two, the year we kicked COVID to the curb. Well, kind of. <laughs> It was in February that we fully reopened all of our international borders at last. Yeah, they'd been closed for nearly two years. So when they opened again, airports were like scenes from love, actually. For anyone with family and friends overseas, Siobhan, there were tearful reunions. And I don't know about you, but it really gave me the warm fuzzies. (laughs) Yes, but the asterisk on this was that you had to be vaccinated to come to Australia at that point. Mm. Something that Novak Djokovic, the world's number one tennis player, didn't want to do. Yeah, that's right. The Aussie Open was, of course, in January and he flew in to compete. However, there were problems with his visa. And it culminated in PM Scott Morrison saying there would be no allowances made for him. And that's exactly what happened. His visa was cancelled, he was detained and then deported out of the country. And it was a saga that drew headlines and opinions from around the world. Outside of that, though, all eyes were on Ash Barty. Yeah, who can forget her win at the Aussie Open? She was the first Aussie woman to win in 44 years. Sparty is the Australian Open champion. And as they say, the crowds went wild. She enjoyed all of that for a moment, Siobhan. And then in March, she announced her retirement. So at just 25 years old, but she didn't stop working altogether. She's now Optus's chief of inspiration. Now, Optus made news this year, and we will get into that in a minute. But back to the pandemic, and before 2022, the word rat only ever referred to a rodent. (laughs) But not anymore, Alice. Yeah, that's right. Anyone who had or thought they had COVID at the start of the year might remember how tricky it was to get hold of a rat, or as we know them now, a rapid antigen test. Yes, they were in short supply and supply has been a bit of a theme in 2022 as many shelves were also bare of fruit and veg as we had an autumn of floods on the east coast. Now, anyone listening from the Northern Rivers region and in particular Lismore will know firsthand just how bad that period really was. Yeah, the rest of us saw images of people being rescued from their rooftops and there were plenty critical of the government's response. Brisbane also suffered major flooding, as did much of the coast, stretching from Gympie to the New South Wales south coast. And it just hasn't let up, Siobhan. So many places in Australia's east have been affected. Yes, inland also. And long story short, there's still so much going on in those communities. Now, you mentioned the government and criticisms of it, Alice. Well, we all had a chance to have our say at the federal election in May. 
And we sent a message to then-PM Scott Morrison. Yep, we did. He was defeated by now-PM Anthony Albanese. Let's hear from him now. My fellow Australians, it says a lot about our great country that the son of a single mum who was a disability pensioner who grew up in public housing down the road in Camperdown. can stand before you tonight as Australia's Prime Minister. And unlike what happened in 2019, the polls picked it. The Labor Party, led by Albanese, defeated Scott Morrison's coalition government. Key election issues included the cost of living, climate change and national security. And particularly noteworthy was that then-Treasurer Josh Frydenberg lost his inner Melbourne seat of Kooyong to a teal independent, Monique Ryan. Clearly the people have spoken and the coalition needs to hear what has been said and to act on it. That was Frydenberg the morning after the federal election loss and still on leadership and we saw some changes to state leaderships too. You're our resident South Australian Alice and you got a new premier. Yes, we did. Labor's Peter Malinowskis won the election here in SA this year, and we weren't the only ones to get a new leader. Tasmania's Liberal Premier Peter Gutwin resigned, saying he wanted to spend more time with his family. He was replaced by Jeremy Rockcliffe. And the Northern Territory's Chief Minister, Michael Gunner, also left for family reasons back in May. Yes, he was replaced by Natasha Files, and most recently, Victoria's Dan Andrews and his Labour government held on to power in November. Now, that's seen him now in his third term of government, Alice. That's a wrap on the pandemic, politics and weather. So let's talk societal issues now. Cost of living, the issue of the day. Now, early 2022 saw the first official rate hike in more than 11 years. And they've gone up every month since then, which is a huge deal for mortgage holders, of course, but also for tenants, as our rental vacancy rate is at a record low of 1%, which has put a lot of people into rental Mm. stress. And then there's inflation. It's at its highest rate in two decades. All said and done, Philip Lowe, the head of the Reserve Bank, got a lot more airtime this year than usual. I'm sorry that people listened to what we'd said and acted on that and now find themselves in a position they don't want, don't want to be in. That's him apologising to mortgage holders who might have thought interest rates would stay down based on his comments back in 2020. But it's all biting now, Alice, from energy bills to fuel prices and groceries. Do you remember when iceberg lettuce was 12 bucks a head? Oh my gosh, I do. I think that's come down now, but food still isn't cheap. We touched on this earlier, Siobhan, but another thing that's been high is the anxiety about personal data. Medibank had the biggest hack Australia's ever seen this year, and Optus and Telstra were two other big Aussie companies that came under attack. So on top of the to-do list was to change a whole heap of passwords. 
plenty of listeners will have had to do that. The Medibank hack alone affected 9.7 million current and former customers. Let's move on, though, to the courts now. And we saw the conclusion to one of the most anticipated criminal trials of recent times, with former teacher and rugby league player Chris Dawson found guilty of murdering his wife, Lynette, back in 1982. Here's Lynette's brother, Greg Sims, speaking to the media after the sentencing. This verdict is for Lynn. Today her name has been cleared. She loved her family and never left them of her own accord. Instead, her trust was betrayed by a man she loved. Dawson received 24 years in jail with a non-parole period of 18 years. As many will know, this was the case that was the subject of the very popular The Teacher's Pet podcast. Now, because of that, Dawson's 10-week trial was held without a jury to ensure that those proceedings weren't tainted by the extremely high levels of media coverage. And another high-profile case was that of former Liberal Party staffer Bruce Lerman. He faced trial over the alleged rape of fellow staffer Brittany Higgins. There was a mistrial in that case, Siobhan, after it was discovered that one of the jurors had brought documents into the deliberation room that weren't tendered in evidence. For those who aren't aware, that is a big no-no. A retrial date was scheduled for February 2023, but that was cancelled and the charges against Lerman were dropped because of concerns about Higgins' mental health. Yes, but we can still expect to hear more about that case into 2023. And finally, Alice, we said some sad goodbyes to some much-loved Aussies this year. Let's remember them now. What a tune. That is, of course, Olivia Newton-John's song, Physical. She died in August. There was so much admiration for her and all she achieved. And in 2022, we also lost musical performer and Indigenous activist, Archie Roach. Yeah, we did. And we also lost another prominent Indigenous elder. Actor Uncle Jack Charles also passed away this year at the age of 79. He was given a state funeral in Victoria in October. Here's PM Anthony Albanese talking about the actor, artist and advocate. He endured cruelty, he endured pain, but he uplifted our nation with his heart, with his genius, his creativity and his passion. And finally, one that really shocked the nation was the death of Aussie cricket legend Shane Warne. Siobhan, I probably don't have to point this out, but of course, he was such a huge figure on and off the field. Yeah, I think a lot of people felt that one. And it was only hours before that that the cricket world also lost Rod Marsh. Both of them died on the 4th of March this year. It's been a shocking week. Um, We'd just sort of come to grips with the fact that Rod was gone and, and woke up to the news about Shane. That was former cricketing great Greg Chappell responding to the news that both legends were dead. That's all for this episode. What a year it's been, Alice. And like the news tends to be fairly heavy, so tomorrow we will get into all the lighter stuff that happened this year. And it's a countdown from 10 to 1 on the best and funniest stories of 2022. Alice, give us a sneak peek. Yeah, there has been a few, Siobhan. For one, remember when they tried to rebrand the bomb? Oh my, yes. That was (laughs) interesting, shall we say. But that and much more is all ahead of you in tomorrow's episode. So chat to you then. 